This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the broadcast. I'll call this our Halloween extravaganza. My name is Adam Ritz. Hi, Jay Baker. How are you? I'm doing great, Adam. Now, Jay, last week we touched on a little uh, Halloween safety and some uh, candy precautions. Uh, We're going to continue the uh, Halloween theme this week. Uh, At the time of this show's airing, uh, we do have about a week until Halloween on Saturday the 31st. Uh, But the week leading up to Halloween night and October 31st, there's all kind of Halloween parties uh, and Halloween get-togethers through the week, especially on uh, the Thursday and Friday night, maybe even a Tuesday or Wednesday if you're on a college campus or in that age group. And there are some things uh, you need to keep in mind to keep everybody uh, safe uh, and sober, or at least a little sober, uh, this Halloween. I know a lot of people look forward to really tying one on. It's one of those nights that uh, Jay and I like to call amateur night uh, <laughs> after decades of social interaction there are a few nights where uh sometimes especially guys like us that have sort of been around you know we've been around a while uh new year's eve you know the the wednesday before thanksgiving um almost any saturday night those are the nights we don't want to go out those are the nights we actually like staying in in sweatpants on our couch nice and safe and sound because we know how many crazies are out there uh tying one on and maybe doing so uh, irresponsibly and halloween is definitely uh one of those nights i'm sure uh, jay might have a few covid updates with um the pandemic, you know, this is the first time uh, we've had this type of a social holiday in 2020 where you get out, uh, trick or treat, go door to door. It should be a little different this year with um, uh, COVID-19 still lingering. Um, did you find anything from the CDC and as the latest update we could get to later, Jay? I did. In fact, we're going to be covering exactly what the CDC is recommending and then the way in which your community is probably emulating what CDC is saying. So you'll be armed with some first-rate information by listening to our show. Okay, that's fantastic. Uh, We'll get that uh, information out in a few minutes. Uh, First, I wanted to touch on uh, that responsibility part of Halloween and celebrating. Uh, I've done some consulting with uh, the media and social media on college campuses in America, and Jay, I'm sure you you've known these stories where, uh, even in corporate America, uh, someone's costume goes viral, and whether or not the costume wearer thought it was funny or not offensive, it doesn't matter what you think of your costume; it's what the rest of the world thinks of your costume. And if you go viral with something that's offensive, uh, be prepared to have a very serious, uncomfortable conversation with your superior, your boss, uh, maybe your coach, uh, an administrator, um, and you might be sent packing, whether it's your job or college campus. Uh, you really got to be smart with the, with the costume that you're going to wear. And I know these types of costumes um, aren't 
that big of a news story in 2020. Uh, definitely in 2010 uh, is when this sort of craze started, where somebody would wear um, a costume that was cultural in nature. Well, guess what? After a few drinks and if you take it too far, your cultural costume is just downright racism. And if you end up in a picture wearing something perceived as racist, good luck keeping the job or uh, staying in school where you're at. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct about that. And I listened to a couple of podcasts this week leading up to this and hosts talking about attending parties where somebody just thought, isn't this hilarious? I'm dressed like and that obviously did not go over well with everyone. And as you said, everyone has a camera, everyone has a video recorder. So just be aware. And you really just got to think worst case scenario. So even if, you you know, a lot of times, um, let's just take race. If, if you are the, if you don't have a racist bone in your body and you, your costume is just paying homage to one of your heroes and that hero just happens to be a different race, the perception of people looking at your costume is that you're racist. So yes. just ask uh, a roommate, a relative, your parents, uh, your co- ask somebody, take a look at this costume. What's the worst thing somebody could think when they see me in this costume? And if any part of that answer starts with the word Ray and ends in the word schism, you need to change your costume. Um, You know, we've always said, go with the tried and true. Go as a fireman. It doesn't offend anyone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) If it's, you know, really your first, uh, and I've done some work with with college administrators on this, and and the way they feel is if, if any part of your costume has to do with a group of people or a culture, that's your first red flag. So yes, if it's more of a, point. if it's an occupation, if you want to be a doctor or an, an astronaut or a, a, a firefighter, I mean, that's where um, you're not going to get in trouble. Um, alcohol on, you know, we already touched on that this is uh, one of those quote unquote amateur nights. Um, you just got to be careful because uh, I will tell you, it's one of the most entertaining things uh, from my side of the fence is seeing all the mug shots of people with DUIs with their uh, Halloween costumes on. <laughs> and, it's sad but true. <laughs> I mean, uh, there is actually, uh, it's one of the most classic mugshots out there. The guy's dressed up like a breathalyzer. That's his costume. He's a breathalyzer. Oh, my goodness. And he got a DUI. So his mugshot, he's dressed like a, a breathalyzer. There's all, you can Google it. It's, you know, I mean, we're making fun of it for and having a little fun. DUI drunk driving is a very serious issue. Yeah, it is. But if you Google, uh, Halloween drunk driving mugshots. You'll see. It is an amazing thing to see um, somebody that put five hours into their zombie costume, and they look like they have a flesh eating disease, and they're in a mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, not a good uh, look. It's yeah. kind of funny. Uh, so mm. definitely, just keep in mind when you're going to these parties, um, Uber, have a ride, have a sober driver. Uh, the cops are well aware that this is a big party night of the year, and they will have extra forces out to keep the city streets safe. I mean, pedestrians and trick-or-treaters are out there. So uh, this isn't your normal Thursday night uh, driving to the local tavern to have a few beers. 
This is uh, high alert authorities looking for drunk drivers to keep everybody safe. So definitely plan ahead if you're planning on having a few cocktails. And then finally, I'll mention, and this is a big topic on college campuses, with costumes, um, they can be risque. And a lot of of people, uh, you know, alter egos come out. And if you're a male or female and you're pretty reserved every other night of the year, well, on Halloween, you can, uh, you know, you can let your inhibitions down and, uh, and dress like you would not normally dress. That's what costumes are all about. So there are a lot of people that uh, may or may not be showing extra skin. And when you get into a situation where there's people dressed like that, risque, throw in alcohol into the mix, that's where um, assault can become a, a, a big issue. So... This night, almost more than any night, is is a night where consent has to be um, given. Uh, Do not take anything for granted. I'm talking to everybody here, male, female. Uh, If you're with somebody and they are drunk and you think they uh, have consented just by the way they are dressed or the way they look, you better be darn sure because uh, I believe sexual assault um, is most prevalent. Uh, of, if you look at it any night of the year, it uh, Halloween is one of the top nights for this act for this for this crime for this activity. So, just especially for young men, be aware that you could victimize somebody without knowing it, um, and change futures without intending to. So keep those th- three things in mind: um, the the sort of risque outfits. Uh, the cultural or racist outfits and costumes, and then alcohol awareness. Those are the three hot-button issues uh, from a public service announcement perspective when you look at uh, October 31st and Halloween. Jay, I wanted to share this with you. 45% of Americans believe that ghosts are real. 45%. Do you believe in ghosts? I believe in ghosts. I I always felt like, you know, maybe not everybody was on my side, but it's nearly 50-50. So, uh, and it's mostly because uh, I've just been around some scary things and they were not easily explainable. There's freaky things that happen. Freaky sounds, freaky noises. I Just this week, I was having dinner with my girlfriend. It was a nice night. We had this, the patio door open and we heard a one to two-year-old child laugh demonically. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know who it was. That's a little scary. I don't know if it was a a squirrel or a raccoon just outside the window. I don't know what we misheard, but it could have been uh, some sort of extra, uh, not... Uh, what what are we? What am I thinking of? The uh, not extraterrestrial, yep. uh, uh, extra supernatural, paranormal, right? extra paranormal, paranormal. Yeah, extra yeah. supernatural paranormal, and paranormal yeah. uh, being. Um, according to YouGov, uh, Americans were asked about their belief in various paranormal entities, and it turns out uh, more than four in ten Americans believe in ghosts and other supernatural beings. So, uh, it kind of makes sense. That kind of jibes with what I thought, you know. And I also, uh, you know, I want to say I believe just because I don't want to say I don't believe and and then have a ghost hear me and think, (laughs) we're going to get this guy. He, he, here's a non believer. Let's scare the heck out of him. (laughs) 
Oh, man. And, you know, there's always, you know, those little creepy locations uh, in your city. And, you, you know, and maybe it is uh, the fact that your imagination has been triggered. Uh, you know, obviously not everybody has, quote, the old insane asylum in their hometown but you and i know any type of abandoned hospital or abandoned asylum or graveyard from you know those 100 year old graveyards with the wrought iron fence i'm sorry man it's it makes you it puts the hair on the back of your neck up well there's a place uh here in town where you and i live called screaming bridge do you recall Mm -hmm. screaming bridge if you drive out to screaming bridge um, in the, you know, at midnight or whatever, in the middle of the night, you can hear people scream and there's nobody there. Yeah, I know. Uh, and, and I'm, you um, know, I'm just reminded too, that, uh, that part of my, why I believe in ghosts might be your fault, Jay Baker. And here's why, <laughs> uh, here's some radio history for our listeners. Uh, there's about a 10 year difference in our age. And when I was a young man, uh, growing up, I used to listen to you on the radio, and you hosted a show called Sunday Night Live. Yes. And every Halloween, you would do your Sunday night show from a cemetery or a graveyard, and it used to scare the hell out of me. And I absolutely (laughs) remember that. Uh, I'd say, you know, when I was 12 years old, you were 22, and now that I'm older and no radio... I'm pretty sure I'm willing to bet you were probably in a studio with sound effects. That might have been true <laughs> but on a when couple I w- of occasions. When I was 12, I mean, you sold it, man. I thought you were in a graveyard. <laughs> oh, Hey, you, you'll love this. And here's a footnote to all this. And this is maybe more for you and I, but I think our listeners will get a kick out of this. Um, I inherited that show from a gentleman that created it. He grew up in the greater Cleveland area, and that's where uh, Sunday Night Live was born. He brought it to Indianapolis, and uh, what was interesting was he had done the the traditional Halloween shows as well, but he was the biggest skeptic in the world. Well, he uh, asked everybody to write into him to what they thought was the most haunted location in their hometown. And he went there and broadcast that Halloween. He said when he came home that night that he fell asleep in his bed, woke up the next morning, the bed had moved four feet. And he said he had not moved the bed. He said it it scared the bejeebers out of him. I would imagine. Well, he's he's definitely one of the 45% that believes in ghosts now. Yeah, bed was on the other side of the room, and he, he was a skeptic no more. Wow. This, that was what a, scary. What a great story for the uh, <laughs> Halloween extravaganza edition of uh, the Adam Rich Show. I want to say hello real quick to Susan, listening in Middletown, New Jersey, to WOLD, uh, one of our affiliates, a great station um, in New Jersey. And Susan was nice enough to call into that station uh, and say hi to us. And the program director there, Sean, shared the voicemail with us, and uh, it was pretty neat to hear. So thank you, Susan, for listening. This is The Adam Rich Show. We're brought to you in part and underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio software advertising company uh, airing in-store music and voiceover messaging and advertising in retail locations coast-to-coast. You can learn more about them at Vibonomics.com. I've got a link to their website on our website, adamritzshow.com. 
spooky stuff <laughs> on the Halloween extravaganza. You know what I wanted to mention uh, that was big in uh, my world this week? Uh, Peanuts, the Charlie Brown Great Pumpkin uh, show. It was just announced. Yes. It's, it's not going to air on television for the first time since 1966. It's been on CBS and or ABC since 1966. This year, it's going to be on Apple TV. It'll be streaming, uh, and I it, not for free, because you have to be a, a subscriber of Apple TV. And there are a lot of people upset. That was a family tradition for a lot of America, to sit down with their kids, uh, grandparents, and watch It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And this also goes for the Charlie Brown Christmas special. No longer on broadcast television, only available on Apple TV. Yeah, it's got to be disappointing to a lot of people. And that kind of shows you where things are going nowadays, doesn't it? Well, you know, it, it, it is a digital world and broadcast um, media and, and social media. It's all changing. Uh, maybe by the time uh, we get to October 31st, maybe the only way you can listen to this show will be on an Apple podcast. Uh, we might be off the radio. I hope not. At least we'll have WOLD <laughs> playing the show. Um, Absolutely. But so, so what did you find out about the CDC and their uh, guidelines for this year's trick-or-treating? Well, here's what I found out. The CDC has a very nice website, and they've divided most of Halloween activities into highest, medium, and low risk. And let's just review quickly what they are saying highest risk because they are urging people to avoid. Now, the CDC has no real ability to force you to do any of these but they really strongly suggest you don't. Traditional door-to-door trick-or-treating, they feel, is going to be a high-risk activity for Halloween. And that's the one that we're always so used to, Adam. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I think that that may be off the table for most people. They are urging that a intermediate step would be to put individually wrapped bags either at the end of the driveway or the edge of the yard on a table, uh, separated out so that people can individually uh, select their treat. I know that kind of takes away the personal factor, but that does encourage, you know, the social distancing that is safe. And I would say, um, you know, a lot of what we've had to do this year in 2020 uh, to feel safe and and healthy is a personal choice. So if any part of you does not want to be involved in any part of Halloween or trick-or-treating, just turn off your porch light. That's been the standard for for as long as I've been alive. If the porch light's not on, you don't trick-or-treat there. So I think this year more than ever, uh, you're probably going to see a lot of porch lights turned off. Um, Yeah, this is all personal choice, and we know that this can be controversial, but we wanted to share with you, and and you raised the best point, Adam, is you have to be comfortable uh, with your own choice for your family and yourself. Uh, They are saying that crowded costume parties indoors, probably not a good idea. I think that that makes sense. That's been something that they've uh, been saying is not a good idea. And then here's something I didn't even stop to think about this, but even if you go to an indoor haunted house and you're socially distanced, that people screaming is potentially dangerous because they're expelling these droplets. For sure. It'd be like going to a sneezing house. Uh, yes. If everyone's screaming or sneezing or coughing or yelling, that is uh, that's a great point. Uh, and, and the outdoor 
Halloween party is such a good idea. So our yes. listeners in the South, obviously, where it's warmer, I know uh, we're going to have some mild weather uh, in the North. Uh, it probably isn't going to be warm enough to be out too late, but uh, it's certainly not going to be uh, devastatingly cold on uh, Saturday the 31st. Uh, but check your weather reports and you know maybe use the weather as an opportunity to incorporate that into your costume. We talked about that on a previous show. If, if yes. it's cold and raining, then that's when you want to put on the raincoat and be a fireman. Um, Go as a fireman or a lumberjack. Or a, that's okay. or a lumberjack, yeah. What, yeah. Or, or, the, or the little kid from uh, A Christmas Story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone dress like that once. It was great. He was sweating so profusely, but he goes, it's killing me. You know, that's a costume you do not want to wear in Miami, but it, it no. might, it's very popular in Rochester. It is very popular in the northern states. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, outdoor is a good operative word. But here's something, too, to think about. Hay rides are very traditional but you have to be careful uh, if you are on a hayride with people that you haven't been sheltering with. So you got to be careful about mixed groups on hayrides. You know, it's that was interesting to avoid group, as well. You're right. I, I just heard about uh, a, do- a healthcare worker, a doctor who who is uh, more than careful at work with masks and social distancing, washing of hands, and this doctor at home does not wear a mask and is around their family and the doctor got COVID-19 from home. From, oh boy. From, because when you're in a more comfortable uh, place, you maybe let your guard down. Well, that just goes to show you when you're in an uncomfortable place, like a, like a hayride with a bunch of strangers, you better uh, try to have some social distance and wear a mask. Yeah. Even though it is an outdoor even, activity. Even though it's outside. Yeah. And then once again, the CDC in the highest risk category mentioned exactly what you mentioned, Adam. Be very cautious with your alcohol intake. Obviously, uh, you have to be over the age of 21, but even moderate alcohol use can get you in a situation where it can cloud your judgment. And not only, as Adam said, do you have to worry about DUI and other uh, interactions with people, but you have to worry about social distancing. And when you let your guard down, once again, uh, these are when some of these uh, occurrences uh, happen. So I thought CDC saying that uh, use of alcohol during Halloween is a high risk behavior. You know, it's it's a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up because we can look at alcohol on Halloween as, uh, you know, DUIs and alcohol related arrests there are other problems, and let's just call them close talkers. If yes. you're with a close talker that spits when they talk, guess what happens to that person when they have a few cocktails? They get even closer, and they spit even more when they talk. So, uh, yeah, that's something to, to think about for certain on any night, not even Halloween, is when you get together in a social situation with a lot of alcohol— or even a little alcohol, people let their guard down, people take their masks off, people start closing, clo- talking closer, people talk spitting a little more, when, when, especially when you're talking about Pittsburgh or <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything that starts, or the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. You, you do right. not want to have a couple beers and bring up peanuts in the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. 
uh, during a pandemic. Oh, there's unless, another word, a pandemic. Yeah, unless you're wearing a raincoat. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, point well taken. <laughs> and uh, here is something to the CDC, and this was their final point about highest risk behaviors. This is not as likely to happen, but something to think about. Uh, let's say there is a, a festival that you enjoy attending in a rural area. If you have been in a higher risk group, meaning you work in a busy office or you are around more people, by you attending that rural festival, that's dangerous because now you may be carrying something unbeknownst to you. So I thought that that was an interesting point about how this can co-mingle. Mm-hmm. Great point. So these are the CDC guidelines for highest risk. I took just a quick pulse of the nation. Uh, the community that we record this show in is not forcing anyone, but they are highly recommending that people follow the CDC guidelines. I just picked a city at random, Nashville, Tennessee. They are asking but not requiring citizens of Nashville to observe uh, the CDC guidelines. And once again, going to the CDC website is so easy and it's just kind of spelled out. And then, as Adam said, I think you really have to ask yourself, where is your personal comfort level? Because I would feel very uncomfortable telling anyone what to do at this point. You know, uh, w one thing you can do uh, with little kids, especially is you could combine the strategies of an Easter egg hunt with your yes. Halloween candy. So you can, if it's a nice night, you can take uh, a bag of Halloween candy and hide it all over the backyard and take your three, four-year-old, whatever age, and put the, have them put their costume on and get their pillow sack or a big plastic pumpkin and just set them loose in the backyard. And it might take them an hour to find all the candy. They'll be happier than heck. And now you just avoided going to germ-filled porches around the neighborhood. Yeah, I think that that's a good idea. In fact, that's one thing the CDC is suggesting is try to think of some alternatives to uh, some of these uh, activities because you don't want to. We've always talked about this. This particular day, Halloween, is so much fun for adults and kids. It's one of those few universal enjoyable things here that we all enjoy in America, and it has been significantly altered by COVID-19. Jay, uh, about three minutes left in the show here. I want to ask you what your favorite Halloween costume was that you've ever worn, uh, whether you were a little tiny kid or uh, in college or anywhere along the way. Well, I think the very first time that I had access to really good scrubs I had really good scrubs and a stethoscope. And, and for a brief moment, I felt like, boy, if I'd paid more attention in school, maybe I could have been a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say you were the keyboard player from Night Ranger. <laughs> dressed up like a doctor for no apparent reason oh man so uh, what was uh, what was your best uh, well, halloween costume you know I, there's been so many along the way as you know i'm a big fan of halloween uh, one of them that really stands out and is ironic as hell is uh, i don't know if you know this about me but i'm i've got asthma and uh, sometimes, even during this show, you can hear me take a breath in. I, I wheeze. You know, I've got there's well, last show we talked about the pollen and my allergies. Yes. And 
Sometimes, well, I just did it. Sometimes I, I have a, a little tight chest and I wheeze and I uh, have had it really bad when I was a kid. Well, when I was about five years old at the neighborhood drugstore, there was a cigarette display that had a giant box of uh, cigarettes uh, for display only. I mean, it, it, this mm-hmm. was a huge, like imagine a, a a box of cigarettes. Is that what you, a pack, a pack of cigarettes, not a box. Okay, yeah, so a pack. Pack, Imagine a pack of cigarettes, but uh, the pack is so big, it sits on top of the counter at the drugstore, and you can see it from the other side of the drugstore. It was a display <laughs> to draw attention to uh, the cigarettes. So I asked the, the, the person behind the counter, I said, can I have that? giant pack of cigarettes because I knew I could fit inside the box. It was that big. And they were like, my mom was with me. They were like, what do you want, want it for? And I said, I want to, I want it to be my Halloween costume. So they gave, they gave me the store, the store display. And it was just a simple, all I had to do was cut two arms on the side, two armholes on the side and a big hole in the top for my head. And, uh, I think it was, uh, cool's so we put green, <laughs> their logo's green, and we put green, right. green face paint on my on my face, and uh, I went as a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, man. The kid who can't breathe around <laughs> cigarettes went as a pack of cigarettes. Oh, that's so funny. And I bet you, it looked great. And uh, you were able to fit inside of it. That I'll, had to look pretty cool. I will try to find a picture of it and, and put it on the website or at least tweet it out. Jay Baker, happy Halloween. Stay safe. Uh, be diligent. Uh, for our listeners that want to hear this show again or any of our past episodes, they're all listed in podcast form on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.